0: Welcome into another episode of Brewers Weekly. I'm Greg Matz again for Mad Pawley on WTMJ. We've got a one-hour program tonight talking all things Milwaukee Brewers and talking with you at, uh, as well at 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. What do we have coming up on the program? Well, a conversation with one of the newest members of the Milwaukee Brewers, Bobby Wall, will join us coming up in about 10 minutes. Also, a little update on Jimmy Nelson. And I do want to take your reaction to the signing of Yasmani Grandal. So, surprising news perhaps, not that the Brewers upgraded their catching position, but a 1-year, 18 and a quarter million dollar deal, Yasmani Grandal signing with the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't believe it's yet official by the Milwaukee Brewers, but we assume that'll be happening uh, before too long. The Brewers found themselves a starting catcher in the likes of Yasmani Grandal. We'll take your thoughts here 414-799-1620. I, are you for the move? Uh, it's seemingly uh, kind of a low-risk proposition, although a costly one, as Grundahl becomes instantly uh, the, the highest-paid player on the Brewers roster. But it's for one year, as he seeks a longer-term deal, and perhaps betting on himself that he can get the job done playing at Miller Park. 414-799-1620, the Aconet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. It is not a surprise that the Brewers upgraded the catching position. I did not think they were going to go into the season with Eric Kratz, Manny Pena, and a developing Jacob Nottingham at the minor league level. There were talks that they were interested in uh, swinging a deal with the Marlins for JT Real Muto, uh, one of the premier catchers in all of baseball, but you know the asking price would have been extreme, especially after the Brewers fleeced the Marlins for Christian Yelich about a year ago. So it became increasingly unlikely the Brewers were going to get a deal done. The asking price just too much for JT Realmuto. So all right, well, you go peruse the free agent market and Jonathan Lucroy found a home elsewhere. But Grandal was available. Now, he did turn down a multi-year deal with the Mets earlier this offseason. He also turned down a qualifying offer from the Dodgers at a little over 17 million, ends up with the Brewers at 18 and a quarter million. There's a few things to like and a few things I think you'd scratch your heads about with regard to Grundahl. He's averaged 24 home runs in his last three seasons. Hitting at Miller Park, that number could go up a little bit. It's rather cavernous out in Los Angeles, not exactly the easiest park to hit the ball out of. He hit only .241 last year as a career .240 hitter, but his on-base percentage was .349. That tells me he's finding ways to get on-base. Whenever there's a separation between batting average and on-base percentage, and it's more than 100 points, that's okay, right? You're finding way to affect the game, even though you may not be making contact with the baseball. So that, in my mind, is positive. Now, what stands out as being a negative is how atrocious he played in the NLCS. He was benched in the NLCS against the Brewers. He was miserable. Passed balls, striking out at the plate. He finally had to take a seat on Dave Roberts' bench. And he did lead the league in pass balls this year, this most recently completed season. But I also note that he played 140 games. Is it reasonable to assume that a catcher could run out of gas after starting 140 games? If you throw in the playoffs, add 14 to that, that's a lot. He will not be asked to play 140 games during the regular season for Craig Council. I cannot imagine. Tom is in Germantown joining us on WCMJ. Hi, Tom.
1: Hi. Right. Good evening. Enjoy your show. I got to tell you, I, I think that was a terrible eighteen million dollars for them. And I, I mean, we paid him way too much money. The guy was horrible. And the the Brewers two catchers last year, I think, collectively batted around two seventy, maybe two sixty five in that area. That's not bad for catchers. And they pay this guy $18 dollars. I, I, no, that, that was a, they're going to regret that.
0: I hope I hope you're wrong, Tom, but I was surprised as you were. I, I really was. I, I did not think for the life of me that the Brewers, in finding a catcher, would award him more money than Ryan Braun will be making next season. It surprised me. It really did. I, I think he's a better player than what he showed in the playoffs last year. I truly do believe that. He's regarded as a good pitch framer, but I, balls in the dirt got by Yasmani Grandal. You had Clayton Kershaw. You had a couple of guys that, you know, get by on heavy breaking stuff. And you know, the Brewers have some power arms, so maybe it won't be as big of a deal with Milwaukee as it was with Los Angeles. But I, I was surprised to see 18 million put in the direction of catching. Bob in Caledonia, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Bob.
2: Hi there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the signing either, and uh, I just was wondering uh, what's the status with Stephen Vogt, and uh, I'll hang up and see what you have to say. Thanks.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Bob. You know, Stephen Vogt, I, I think his future is going to be I, as a coach. In all honesty, right? I I think it's going to be as a coach. I I don't think he could still be part of the Brewers organization in some way, shape, or form. I just don't believe it's going to be as a player. Um, He's one of those guys that if a team needs a guy, he could probably rely on him. But again, his health, I think, is also in question. Uh, I know he was improving, but I haven't talked to Steven in a while. Uh, I might have a better sense of that. Do you think he'd be on deck? I don't know. That'll be an interesting one to follow. I don't think he'll factor into the equation for the Brewers at catcher this year. Coming up next, we will shift our attention to one of the newest members of the Milwaukee Brewers. Relief pitcher Bobby Wall will join us after this on WTMJ. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. I'm Greg Matzik with you till 9 o'clock tonight. 414-799-1620 414-799-1620 is the Acadet Mortgage Talk at Text Line. would like to chime in on the program, we'd be happy to have you until 9 o'clock tonight. Well, about a week ago, the Brewers executed a trade, sending outfielder Keon Broxton to the New York Mets in exchange for a pair of prospects. And this guy joining us on the line, one of the newest members of the Milwaukee Brewers, it's relief pitcher Bobby Wall. Bobby, what's going on? Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey,
3: Greg, thank you for having me.
0: What were you doing right before we decided to bug you?
3: <laughs> Nothing really, man. I'm just having a normal off season, just uh, watching some TV and being lazy. Really,
0: are you a Netflix uh, Netflix binge watcher kind of guy?
3: Absolutely, um, big on the Netflix. Uh, whatever you know, new shows or anything that kind of um, is interesting, I'll, I'll definitely give a look.
0: Well, it's kind of the calm before the storm here. you got about a month until pitchers and catchers report, but take me back uh, about a week ago, Bobby, when you found out that you were moving on from the Mets to the Milwaukee Brewers. Did you anticipate something in the works here, or was, uh, did it catch you by surprise?
3: Yeah, it caught me by surprise, I think, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I was driving home. I'm sorry, I was driving to St. Louis from home, uh, spent some time in the, uh, you know, during the holidays uh, with my family, and uh, I didn't get back in till till late at night, so I slept in a little bit uh, the next day. And uh, you know, I woke up at like nine thirty, and I, I, I saw my phone and had a bunch of missed calls and text messages. Um, so I had to had to figure all that stuff out, and then you know, next thing you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm part of the Brewers family. So,
0: what was it what was your feeling? You know, obviously the Brewers were a playoff team a year ago, and, and there's something building right. here, and and it's pretty exciting in Milwaukee, but. Uh, I know you weren't with the Mets terribly long, but what was it like to move on to your third team? Yeah,
3: um, definitely weird. Um, but you know, I, I you know, when I, when it all sank in, um, it was it was just pure excitement. Um, you know what they were able to accomplish last year, um, and and going as far as they did, and then to have the bullpen that they did, um, and you know, for me to be a part of that, I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, and, and to join those guys, so. Um, Yeah, it was just really, really excitement.
0: What's kind of what's kind of your bread and butter here, Bobby? Late inning, high leverage situations, uh, versatility. What What do you think you bring to the table for a major league club?
3: Really, honestly, whatever um, I'm asked, I feel like I can can do. Um, You know, from from uh, my whole entire career, I've been able to do you know every single role there's been. I feel like I started out as a starter, um, did some you know middle relief work. I've closed a lot of games, so. Um, you know whatever whatever's asked of me, you know I think uh, I'll be able to do.
0: So I, have you paid attention to how Craig Council used his out-getters? You're, you're not a pitcher, Bobby anymore. You're an outgetter. You might be you might <laughs> right. be the initial outgetter on a day. You might come in after yeah. one batter. You might come in to pitch the the last batter in the fourth inning, and then all of the fifth inning. You might close a game for Craig Council.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I I love that. I mean that's that's great, and I think that term you know outgetter is really at the end of the day what pitchers are um you know you're out there and you want to get out and every single out especially at the big league level is so important so um yeah whatever whatever role that may be like you said i know it's, it's the um the the bullpen's used a lot differently and I, I i frankly i like that you know i think it's uh it gives the team an advantage
0: brewers outgetter bobby wall joining us on sports central presented by miller light I'm hoping the way Craig Council uses his bullpen, it allows you to get in at bat here, Bobby. I feel like this is a missing piece on your resume that you really haven't had the opportunity to swing the stick at all.
3: That's, it's true. Um, you know, obviously I hit a little bit in high school. Um, didn't hit at all in college. So, but when, you know, I, I was with the, the A's my whole entire career with the AL. So, um, didn't really get a chance to hit. Um, but then my, I think it was actually my first outing in New York. Um, my spot in the order was up, and and uh, you know that that obviously was a, uh, a thought in my mind that I actually might get in that bat, and um that's probably the most nervous I've been in a long time. To be honest with you, just the thought of uh, having to get in the box. So, but yeah, I, I, I definitely want to get at least one.
0: Well, I hope you get it. Uh, if nothing else in spring training, just, uh, hey, show what you can do and, uh, when sure. the games don't matter, and then uh, who knows what opportunity you might earn. <laughs> I, I saw Brandon Woodruff take Clayton Kershaw yard last year, and uh, Brent right. Suter hit, went yard and uh, off Corey Kluber, for goodness sake. So you never know. It's a hitter-friendly oh, wow. park.
3: Yeah. Right, hey, I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> I get in that bat just got to swing hard in case
0: I hit it, right? Absolutely. Well, spring training, uh, winter, I guess, does have an end date for you. Spring training begins in, in about a month or so. So what does that mean for you from now until the time where you'll report to Maryville in Arizona, you know, what's, what are the things you're doing on a daily basis? Uh,
3: So, yeah, pretty much every day, wake up. um, I had to uh, play some training out, out here in uh, St. Louis, um, getting a lot of quality work in, um, you know, and, and, you know, at this time it's starting the throwing, you know, part of it's starting to ramp up. Um, So, you know, here, get off the mound here a little bit and then kind of, you know, progress, into spring training, and you know, and be ready to go.
0: Are you coming to the uh, the annual on deck event? Have they talked to you about that? The Brewers Fan Fest here at the end of January.
3: Yep, I actually just got my invite um, a couple of days ago, so I'm really excited about that and, uh, and getting up there.
0: It's sold out. It's sold out for the first Isn't time it? ever. It's always well attended, very well That's attended, great. but it's now sold out.
3: That's awesome. I mean, it, you saw it in the playoffs. I mean, just the fan base that they have, and it's um, it's it, it's incredible. So. Um, like I said, man, just I, I'm excited to be a part of this uh, this organization. And that, that's really cool to hear that it's sold out. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Are you close with any guys on the roster, Bobby?
3: Um, you know, I haven't really um, been able to, you know, play with any of the guys, you know, in the summer circuits and in college or anything like that. Um, I've met a couple. And, you know, every time that I've played against, um, you know, Brewers Farm teams or, uh, you know, you know, as recently as last year, um, playing Colorado Springs, you know, I, I really like the way that the organization's run. You know, you can just tell by the way that they play on the field. Um, you know, I got a chance to meet Nate Orf this offseason. Um, one of the best dudes I've ever met. I mean, he's just he's awesome. Um, you know, he has nothing. He's gave me you know good advice on the organization and has nothing but good things and loves it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've I've got to talked to a couple people and it's it's all been good things.
0: And what have your conversations with GM David Sterns been like?
3: No, they're good, you know. He gave me a call after the trade, and um, you know, I could, you know we were both just really excited. And you know, seems like a great guy, and um, just it, it, it really felt like a welcoming um phone call. And uh, you know, I, I felt like I was part of the organization within an hour, you know what I mean? So, um, and, and the plan that they have in place, I think, uh, it, it, it's a good one. And I mean, you saw last year, I mean, how far they went and how close to winning a World Series, I mean, really, um, and uh. You know, be part of this organization now. I think it's uh, it's pretty pretty exciting to have that opportunity,
0: Bobby. That music means it's time to play a game called Five Questions. Are you excited to play?
3: <laughs> yeah, let's do
0: it. All right. Question number one: When was the last time you sprinted?
3: Uh, <laughs> good question. Um, actually, two days ago or yesterday. Yesterday.
0: Part of your workout.
3: Yeah, part of my workout. Okay,
0: so you weren't like chasing a dog or a a hamster or anything like that?
3: (laughs) No, nothing like that.
0: Question number two. Being part of the A's organization, you had a little pit stop in Beloit, Wisconsin, playing for the Snappers. What is the best thing to do in Beloit, Wisconsin?
3: Best thing to do in Beloit, Wisconsin? Oh, man. Um, There's definitely a couple. Um, I I think just enjoying the outdoors. Um, you know, if you get a chance to go out on the lake or, you know, something like that.
0: Question number three, what is the longest amount of time you've ever been awake consecutively?
3: Oh, man. I, I'm sure like, you know, it, in high school or something, there was times with my friends, you know, just having all-nighters or something, you know, just hanging out. But
0: Never um, in college though? You had the Grove, no.
3: Old Miss? <laughs> No, no. Uh, I was. <laughs> I tried to keep it as uh, as um, as clean as possible. I guess at Ole Miss, um, you know, I was really there to play baseball. Man, and, um, had a great time, but um, yeah, I, I tried to try to keep it as uh, as baseball as possible.
0: Question number four: What was your first vehicle?
3: First vehicle is a 2005 Jeep Wrangler. Um, Dad's a big. Uh, jeep guy and it was kind of a jeep family so that was kind of the uh one of the cool things that i got for you know my first car
0: do you still have it
3: i do not No. um wish i did though uh it's probably my favorite vehicle i've ever had uh, just the nostalgia part of it i think you know had a lot to do with that
0: final question bobby what are you proud of but never really have an excuse to talk about
3: Proud of, but never have an excuse to talk about.
0: Yeah, like you're a great dart player, or you know something like your pool, <laughs> or a boy you can shred on a guitar.
3: Um, man, uh, I'm a pretty good FIFA player. Um, I, I I don't play as much as I used to, but uh, I used to be able to to be on the sticks. those. used to be pretty good.
0: You FIFA? You used to hold your own playing FIFA?
3: Yeah, that was kind of um. He has a game in the clubhouse and everything, and I was always uh, one of the better players, I guess. So um, we'll
4: see. Bobby,
0: you have successfully navigated our soon-to-be award-winning game, Five Questions. I thought you did great.
3: <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Bobby, it was uh, awesome spending a little time with you. Thanks for being candid, letting us have a little bit of fun with you. And uh, no we'll doubt. be there at the uh, On Deck event at the end of January, man. I look forward to meeting you.
3: Great. Yeah, can't wait to meet you guys.
0: Appreciate it, Bobby. That's uh, Bobby Wall, Brewer's outgitter. He'll be part of the bullpen staff. Uh, For Craig Council, I mean, good numbers, man. Really good numbers at the AAA level. Uh, They've had a taste of the Major League level, but uh, you get the feeling that he is a Major League-ready reliever coming to the Brewers in exchange for Keon Broxton. More from Brewers Weekly after this on WTMJ. A little update on Jimmy Nelson that we'll share with you right after this. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. I'm Greg Babsik with you. Got another half hour or so left in the program. Good to connect with Bobby Wall, one of the newest members of the Milwaukee Brewers, acquired about a week ago in a trade that sent Keon Broxton to the New York Mets. A couple of other low-level prospects coming to Milwaukee as part of that trade. So a three-for-one with not even an everyday player being dealt to New York. And I think Bobby Wall is going to factor into that bullpen at some point. So we'll get a taste of what Bobby Wall can do during the course of spring training, which, believe it or not, is like a month away. A month away from pitchers and catchers reporting and the Brewers' first spring training game, I think it's like February 23rd. I mean, it is on the horizon here. It, it is not far away. And, of course, the uh, annual on-deck event coming to you live from the Wisconsin Center on January 27th. And we will be there. I also expect to see Jimmy Nelson, Brewers' starting pitcher, who missed all of last year with uh, that shoulder labrum injury. You remember how he suffered the injury, right? Sti- uh, diving back into first base after a base hit against the Cubs awkwardly. And uh, that, I mean, that did him in. That was a September injury from 2017, and it lingered and carried on through the entire 2018 season. But Jimmy Nelson does plan to start spring training ready to go and hopefully does not have any setbacks as he throws his pre-spring training bullpens. Nelson did appear on SiriusXM Radio's MLB channel and gave a bit of an update where things stand with the Brewers right-hander
2: we've done a good job i've stayed in touch with with our medical uh our staff and and they've and they've been working with me with with all my arm care and and um and just just all my all my stuff here and and, and um fortunately well, actually our new head medical uh staff we get to work together weekly as well so you know, we're we're in touch a lot on everything on on the program, the lifting, the throwing program, the arm care, the treatment. It's just it's just more treatment, you know, more more time to get the engine warmed up, really. <laughs> and uh, I think that happens with with anybody, whether they get injured or just get old.
1: Are you looking at going into spring training hundred percent, or are there's still going to be some limitations?
2: No, I mean that's the goal, hundred percent. I mean I'm on track right now to throw. My bullpen's like normal, leading into spring training, like I always do. I usually just throw, I usually just throw, you know, a few bullpens before before heading to uh, heading to camp. Um, so yeah, right now, unless unless unforeseen things pop up in the future, yeah, I mean that's uh, so far we're good.
0: It's Brewers pitcher Jimmy Nelson, uh, you know, you, you, coming back to the team, a reasonably priced starting pitcher who was brilliant in twenty seventeen. I am very hopeful that Jimmy Nelson can regain his form. When he shows confidence on the mound, he is so good. He was just remarkable a couple of years ago. Uh, just, I'm glad that he's healthy. I'm glad that he's on this path. We talked about the Brewers and their starting pitching. They got to within a game of the World Series with one pitcher who had double-digit wins. Think about that for a second. That is remarkable. So you'd love to have more depth with your starting pitching. You might have that here in Jimmy Nelson and, of course, the development of some of the younger players. I do believe there's reason for optimism with Brewers starting pitching, but I certainly would not be disappointed to see another arm added to the mix. Um, And I do believe there are more moves to be made for the Brewers prior to the start of the season, certainly at middle infield. Either second base, third base, combo platter, a versatile infielder uh, could be coming the Brewers' way and, I think time will tell. The most recent addition, however, is Yasmani Grandal. We have some comments from Tom Hoddercourt that will play regarding that signing. We'll do that coming up in a a few minutes. Also, want to take your reaction at 414-799-1620. Yasmani Grandal to the Brewers, one year, 18 and a quarter million. He becomes the highest paid player on the Brewers roster. A reach or exactly what the Brewers need? We ask you after this on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly. I'm Greg Matzik with you on WTMJ. Thanks for hanging in. Sitting in for Matt Pauley on the program tonight. Matt out on assignment once again. And uh, happy to be with you here talking some Brewers baseball. And a little activity here. It's starting to heat up a little bit for the Milwaukee Brewers. And really around baseball, Milwaukee has executed a couple of trades. Domingo Santana, Keon Broxton both moved here during the offseason. Both guys out of options. Neither an everyday player in the Brewers system. And, uh you know, some depth coming back to the Milwaukee Brewers as part of those moves some will fill out the prospect level at the minor league system and uh, others will likely factor into the equation here for the big league club uh, this coming season Yasmani Grandal the latest addition he will definitely be penciled in as the starting catcher and most everyday catcher for the Brewers one year 18 and a quarter million dollars the Brewers uh, reaching an uh, agreement on those terms with the free agent catcher you like it? Is it exactly what the Brewers need? Or maybe did they reach here and perhaps overspend for the veteran catcher? 414-799-1620. I always like it when an athlete bets on himself. Interesting example here, Mohammed Wilkerson. Remember him, the uh, talented but troubled defensive lineman, signed as a free agent in the offseason? I know it didn't work out due to injury, but I love that the dude bet on himself, saying one year, I can get the job done, and then I'll get that multi-year deal. It didn't work out because of injury in Green Bay, but the situation is similar here with Grandal. You know, perhaps less of a checkered past, but nonetheless, a guy who certainly had a, a a cooler than perhaps expected market. He turned down a multi-year deal with the New York Mets, turned down the qualifying offer from the Dodgers at a little over seventeen million, and uh, ultimately found his way to the Brewers, one year eighteen and a quarter million. But he wants a multi-year deal. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? So, I I mean, I kind of like that situation where a guy has to perform to get what he wants. He's not taking the money and then, you know, resting. He's going to be on the field. He is going to want to play. And he played 140 games last year, which might be why he sort of ran out of gas in the playoffs. Because he was miserable. Brewers fans' lasting image of Yasmani Grandal, Our ball's getting by him in the dirt and striking out at the plate against Brewers pitching. That was my memory. He became a punchline. But I can't argue with 24 home runs a year. I can't argue with an on-base percentage that is 100 points greater than his batting average. That happened a year ago. The production is there, pretty consistent. I think you know what you're going to get offensively. But 140 games, plus 14 in the playoffs... 154 games for a catcher during the course of a Major League Baseball season, to me that means he's worn out. He is worn out. He will not be asked to play that many games in a Brewer's uniform. So I, for me that is a a reason for optimism. But I saw what I saw last year in the playoffs. David Stern saw it as well. And certainly that was not a concern to him. He believes Yasmany Grandal is more the guy... Who has performed consistently well over the last few seasons? John is in Mount Pleasant joining us on WTMJ. Hi, John.
2: Hey, Greg. Hey, I, I don't understand. Uh, I would have looked at
3: bringing maybe uh, like a Jonathan Lucroy in for about $4 million a year and re- using the remaining money, which is, say, the $14 million difference on a starting pitcher. Jimmy Nelson's no guarantee to come back as himself from two years ago. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, there is no guarantee, really, with anybody. There's no guarantee Yalee Shasin can duplicate the effort from a, a season ago. I, not at all. Um, that, that's kind of the the deal with sports. We all know that. But I think with Jimmy Nelson, it's y- you didn't sink a lot of money into it, so I think you feel comfortable with uh, what you're paying Jimmy Nelson. And if he turns out to be the guy that he was back in 2017, he becomes a big-time bargain in the Brewers' system. I, I, I don't know how eager David Stearns was to go after Jonathan Lucroy. I'm not sure that ended great, to be honest with you. Noted that Lucroy signed a relatively reasonable deal to stay out west. I thought maybe in our world of dot connecting, as we often talk about Ashton, that, okay, this could be kind of interesting, bit of a homecoming. Why not? The business side said, yeah, that would make a little bit of sense. I'm just not sure how things ended between David Stearns and Jonathan Lucroy. Remember there was that trade and then Lucroy vetoed it. So it was a different trade that ultimately sent him off.
4: I do not understand the reaction to the signing. I don't for the life of me I cannot figure out the aside from just do you think if people if it said $15 million or if it said 10 or 11 well like is that the hang up is just the $18 million cuz Grandall is an incredible catcher he might be aside from jt real Muto, he might be the best catcher in major league baseball I, I think it's it's
0: difficult for some to shake what happened in the postseason but you cannot use that as your only barometer your only measuring stick it happened i mean i get it i see three consistent years really more than that uh three especially that's when the power numbers started to tick up for uh for grundahl but a switch hitting catcher who hit 24 25 26 bombs in los angeles I feel like that's going to translate rather well to Miller Park, a much more hitter-friendly ballpark. And he did the bulk of his
4: damage, power number-wise, from the left side of the plate, which plays well at Miller Park. You know me. I love numbers, right? That's that's my thing is I'm a numbers and analytical guy. Let me give you two numbers. One is 19. That is Manny Pena's defensive run saved and we over the last three seasons. So it's three seasons with the Brewers. Do you want to know what Grandal's defensive run saved is just as a catcher? over the last three seasons with the Dodgers. Talk to me, Goose. It's 39. Wow. He's he's not, I I, I get it, the pass ball thing, but he's not as bad as people want to make him out to be. It's the, I think Hodgecourt talked about this also, his pitch framing is an incredible asset, which is one of the reasons that uh, that they like Kratz so much. I just, I, I think it's just specifically the number, but if you get, say you get Jonathan Lucroy in a younger version of Lucroy who is in his prime and better probably, that's basically what they just got.
0: Yeah, probably. I, you And know, Luke Roy's power numbers have, have really trailed off. Uh, he was a doubles machine, and then that sort of evaporated. Um, still considered a good pitch framer, I think. I, I don't think that was a marriage to be made in Milwaukee after there was a divorce. I, I don't think there was going to be a reconciliation there. Uh, I'm fine with it. It's a one-year deal. He's not as bad as he showed in the playoffs. I truly believe that. He won't be asked to start as many games as he was last year under Dave Roberts. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that he was worn out toward the end of the year. He got benched in the NLCS. That's never a good look for anybody. But I see a, a a larger body of work that tells me, okay, this makes sense. But I did not expect it in the same breath. I did not expect it. I expected them to try and upgrade the catcher position. For whatever reason, this was not on my radar. But I like it. I I really do. I ultimately think it will work because, more than anything, I very much trust in David Stearns. Uh, We've got some comments from Tom Hardercourt, who joined us on Sports Central back in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll replay his thoughts on uh, the JT, excuse me, not the JT Real Muto. That's the guy who's been on my mind for like a year uh, on the Yasmani Grandal signing and what it means. And what else could happen here? The second base market remains uh, somewhat clouded. Here for the Brewers as they look to upgrade that middle portion of their infield. We'll have more right after this on Brewers Weekly. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. I'm Greg Matzik with you. Just about uh, 10 minutes left in the program. Happy to be sitting in for Matt Pauley here on a Thursday night. Uh, no Sports Central tomorrow as we will have Bucks basketball from. The nation's capital, the Bucks' three-game road trip continues on the road against the Washington Wizards. Tom Hortecourt joined us back in the 6 o'clock hour on Sports Central. I did ask him uh, his reaction on the Yosemite Grandal signing. It caught me off guard, and it caught Tom off guard as well.
1: Well, they say if you can't beat them, join them. Even if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's what Grandal did. Yeah, he didn't play well in that series against the Brewers. but uh, Well, no one saw this coming, Greg. Sometimes you can see things coming. Um, sometimes you can't, and uh, I mean, who even expected Yasmani Grindel to sign a one-year, eighteen-million-dollar contract with any team? You know, he he had turned, apparently turned down a four-year offer for close to sixty million from the Mets earlier in the winter, and the market must have really disintegrated on him after that. Um, I'm sure he was going for a higher AAV, you know, the average annual value. The, uh, what your salary is per year, and he got it. Um, you know, the qualifying offer that he turned down from the Dodgers was seventeen point nine million. So at least the Brewers allowed him to save some face by getting three hundred thousand, you know, more than that, three twenty-five or whatever. So um, yes, yeah, so and all of a sudden they have uh, a true number one catcher, you know. And Craig Council had told us at the winter meetings in December in Vegas that. One of the challenges the Brewers had in uh, pers- making personnel moves this winter is that with most of the team coming back from a very good season, that the margins were smaller for adding talent that improved the club. But I, I think, you know, we could definitely identify catching and second base as areas where they could improve, and now they've done it, done it at one of them.
0: We'll see what that brings for the second base market. A couple of second basemen signed with teams today. Free agents Brian Dozier signing with the Washington Nationals, a one-year, $9 million deal. Jed Lowry, formerly of the A's, an all-star a year ago, now property of the New York Mets on a $2 million deal. So that market is beginning to shrink a little bit. And uh, still some options available, but a couple off the board as of earlier today. As for Grandal's defense and his bat, what does he bring to the table? Well,
1: he grades out overall well defensively because he's considered one of the better pitch framers and game callers in, in the majors, and also does okay throwing guys out. It's blocking balls that have been, his, you know, his shortcoming, and you know maybe they can help him improve with that. So it's kind of like um, you know coming home with your report card and you have four A's and a D. Well, that was still a pretty good semester, you know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And he grades out great and everything, but blocking pitches. And uh, I, who knows why? There's it's got to be some kind of mechanical flaw in the way he tries to block. You know, so the Brewers have a very, very good catching instructor, uh, Charlie Green, who works with all the catchers in their organization during spring training, and maybe he can help uh, Yasmani Grandal uh, improve on that. You know, players can improve on things in the major leagues. Everybody thinks they're finished products. But they're not, and uh, and the Brewers have made a lot of players better than they were before they got there. You know, Joe Liechty was a darn sight better last year than he had ever been in his career. You know, so uh, they have a way of helping. You know, if you if you're receptive to coaching and instruction, you can improve stuff. But but yeah, that's uh, you know the thing that the key for him is the left-handed pop. He's a switch hitter, but he's far more dangerous. From the left side of the plate hit twenty of his twenty four home runs last season uh from the left side. You know, he's right up there in the top couple of catchers in the major leagues in home run production. You don't teams just aren't getting great home run production from their catchers anymore for whatever reasons. And left handed power, I, I think we can safely say the Brewers have done pretty good uh in acquiring left handed power when you look at Travis Shaw, Eric Thames, Christian Yelich. They've, they've had some pretty good results in getting guys who can lift the ball, and out from the left side in particular. And, and let's face it, he's playing in the Grand Canyon out there in Dodger Stadium and also just in the NL West in general, You know, San Francisco and San Diego. So he's going to come to way more hitter-friendly ballparks than the NL Central. So he, he, he might be like Yelich. He might have his best season ever in home run.
0: It's Brewers beat writer Tom Hoddercourt of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel who joined us uh, earlier tonight on Sports Central. We'll wrap up Brewers Weekly with some final thoughts after this on WTMJ. <laughs> Out of time here on Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. I'm Greg Madsick. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. It's our final show of the week. We'll have Bucks basketball tomorrow. We'll be back with Sports Central on Monday night as uh, kind of in the thick of it here with the Bucks as they approach the halfway point of the regular season. And uh, ultimately, the all-star break, the trade deadline, boom, all of a sudden you're into spring and Brewers baseball will begin. A little a little over a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. And game number one of the Catchers League schedule set, uh, I think it's against the Cubs too, by the way, on February 23rd. Opening day, March 28th, can you believe that? The earliest ever. The regular season will begin for the Milwaukee Brewers. Out of time of tonight's program, the news is next on WTMJ.